Sweet. Hot. I love this podcast. I know. It's so good. We need to get famous. How does how does that happen? Yeah, does anybody want to help us? Like we're we're lost. Please. We are the lost city of Z right now. Yeah. Like we did a tick we did a TikTok. Is that how you say it? We did a TikTok. Yeah, we, did, TikTok. we did a TikTok. We made a TikTok. Um and it got people watched it. Uh-huh. And someone said I'm confused, which means we're famous. Perfect. Good. Um but yeah, we're gonna make more TikToks. Uh-huh. If anyone has any suggestions on engaging social media <laughs> content, let us know because we are we are Old. not the experts. Uh, we are mid millennials. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna yeah. go out there. My TikTok I'm making tomorrow for uh, the the first one is gonna show my face. It's gonna be me wrapping uh, all of my favorite movies and the Oscars um, through Hamilton songs. Oh my God! No, you are not. That's how I'm gonna do it. How wow. does a bastard orphan the lost daughter? Um, the Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter. <laughs> uh, the Lost Daughter is about, I don't know. I have nothing. I've, uh, Let's go Lost Daughter. Week. Maggie, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, Maggie. Maggie. What the Maggie. fuck, Maggie? Girl. Maggie. And now came talk. 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 <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. How about you? Doing great. We're doing fantastic. We're doing great. Hi. Hey. Hi. We've had great I love weeks. that the <laughs> I love that the show, just the way the audio is kinda of laid out, it's like my like Death Grips esque uh opening ad that's all like shitty sounding because there's like cars and a dishwasher in the background and I'm just like fucking buy anchor. Blah, 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 blah. And then our the next segment is us usually like 10 minutes into us like screaming and laughing about something so it's just this really loud out of context thing and then our loud ass bikini kill or la tigre opening and then we come back for the real episode and go hello hey hey we're just meek little just us we're just meek we were scaring you early but we're really small we're little twinks we're just little twinkies hi welcome to the podcast oh daddy welcome daddy listen to my podcast boost my numbers Please help me with my podcast, Daddy. Yeah, how do we get a... Can we get a sugar, Daddy, that'll buy us one of those, like, walls of iPhones that they have, like, in uh, content farms in China? Can we get one of those? But it's just playing Daddy, our podcast. Daddy, a content farm, Daddy. Please. Daddy, buy me a content farm. Oh, my God, I'll do anything. Me and Kirk will show up to the first day of the job at the content farm in overalls and a straw hat. Oh, my like, God. Here, Looking like we're, we're going to a big thief show. <laughs> That's my grandma. That's uh, my grandma. <laughs> uh, welcome to Straight People Movies. It's the podcast where we two gays get together, watch a movie made for straight people, and then we ask the question that's on all of our minds: Why? 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 No, wait. That's why? the wait. What score is that? The dun 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 dun. Oh, Sometimes when I'm like really like stimulated on coffee, I'll start singing that. I'll go and I just like skip and I'll like make eye contact with who's near me, and I'll go. I like it when it gets to the bit with the violins, though. It's like. 
do 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 and then it's like Anyway, it's the greatest score of all time. Anyway, moving it's on. It's incredible. <laughs> My name is Dylan Garcia. As you can tell, I think a lot about the score to There Will Be Blood. Yes. Um, it's so good. We're joined today with Johnny Greenwood. Oh, hi. It's hi. me, Johnny hi. Greenwood. I don't know hi. why I just did a like a John Lennon impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Joel, so, I'm Johnny Greenwood. So... <laughs> hi. I'm Neil Godrich. I'm, I'm Nigel Godrich. i I produced albums by Radiohead and Beck. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but what's I, your name? <laughs> I'm Kirk Van Sickle. <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing so good. We had great We're weeks. We're doing good. Last week's Dark Knight broke us, so now we had to go... We gotta <laughs> we had to go back in time. We did. And uh, we did it. But you know what? This has some of my favorite... You'll never see them because you'll never see the notes. But this has... Some of my favorite um, notes that I've ever written <laughs> in, in they're this, they're so. unhinged for sure. I'm excited. they're pretty unhinged. I'm yeah. very excited to get into them. Uh, Kirk, what are we talking about this week? Oh yeah, we're doing one of the great comedies <laughs> of the '90s. I don't know why I said that without any confidence. Um, <laughs> like it is. It's like an iconic. Well, I wasn't movie. sure if that was money. right or not. Is it? It, it is. It made right? like six hundred million dollars. It made a bajillion dollars. And yeah. it has a bajillion sequels that no one watched. Um, yeah. We're doing Men in Black. Woohoo! We ain't doing the Men in Black. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, a movie I didn't remember. Ooh, there we go. There you go. But I did remember. I'm just going through really quick, just because it's funny. I, I'm going through the, the, the Wikipedia article of Will Smith, and... Uh, he has a son named Trey Smith, who is all his only credits are Oprah Winfrey and David Blaine. <laughs> That's Hell it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, That's Trace. You, you got it, sis. You got it, sis. But yeah. <sighs> Men in Black. How long yeah. has it been since you watched this movie, Dylan? When did it come out? 1997? 1997. Uh, 1997. You haven't seen it since 1997? <laughs> so this was a family, a bona fide Van Sickle family fave. Oh, just like you watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou for whatever reason every six months with your family, I watched Men in Black. Hell yeah. And um, yeah, I, it, it, it's one of those movies where it's got a little something for everybody. It's got, yeah. it's got sci-fi. It's, it's action-y. It's funny. It's a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. It's got the boomer sensibilities of Tommy Lee Jones counteracting with the Gen X um, pizzazz of Will Smith. Yeah. It's, um it's got everything that you would think a movie would have from 1997. It's got our girl, Miss Vinny D'Onofrio. It's got Vinny D'Onofrio, and it's got Linda Fiorentino. I know. I love that it's like it's all these very like singles. It's got Will Smith, Rip Torn, and then Linda Fiorentino. Linda Fiorentino. And D'Onofrio. Who honestly might be like Linda Fiorentino's performance in this is truly the best performance Zoe Deschanel never gave. Tea. Like honestly, like her, the character she plays in this movie, like the deadpan girl who's like loves being like, um, what do you call those? A morgue person? What do you call uh, those? Uh, um, uh, yeah, like a uh, oh shit. What are they called? I don't know. Works in the the medical examiner. There we go. Yeah, the people that are at the cut up the bodies at the morgue. 
Ugh, I wanted to do that so bad. But it, yeah, it's a, uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Movie. Fun movie. Um, yeah, I, 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 I made a little joke, but I do, I did remember a lot of it. Um, yeah, and it's also ninety six minutes and long. It's a, it's a so nice it's not hard brisk, to. It's a brisk movie. It, oh, goes, it goes by, by super so quickly. It's super fast. fun. I think the funnest fact I learned about this movie was that it was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, who did the Adams Family movies, and it yeah, makes he, so much sense. Yeah, it's crazy. He did like looking at. Let's we'll get to him in a second. <laughs> let's 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 get to uh, let's wrap. It would it be an SPM episode if we didn't just jump into watching the movies and then have we to backtrack to do the intro? We got the intro. All right. Well, it's I'm doing the honors this week. It's you. I wrote a really stupid joke and you have to read it. I know. I'm gonna read it with such a straight face. Um, so, in honor of Will Smith's upcoming inevitable Oscar win for King Richard, we decided to watch Men in Black, the 1997 sci-fi action comedy film based on a comic series that is actually Marvel. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Preview of the upcoming weeks. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Of the same name, and it stars Mr. Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Vincent Dunn, uh, Linda Finn, and Rip Torn. <laughs> Um, the plot of the film is uh, here comes the men in black galaxy defenders. Here comes the men in black. They won't let you remember. Thank you. No, sorry. I started singing it. It's like really hard not to. Oh, it's oh, I had, yeah, like, it's... I had to like, pull, pull back. It's, it's such a good, it's such a good song. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, Men in Black, baby. Barry Sonnenfeld. Barry, Barry Sonnenfeld, yes. I, I love that he... So the first thing I thought while watching this movie is I love that he made two gay classics and then he mm-hmm. made a straight classic. Like he's yep. he's a, a Tim Burton knockoff who can do it all. Yeah. And we love it's, him. Yeah, it's like Men in Black. He, he like peaked with Men in Black and then after that, everything after that was terrible. Yeah. Like I love that. he made that. nothing good. I love that. That is so camp. It's, that, that's gay, actually. It's actually gay. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I feel like Men in Black barely has any gay sensibility to it. But, like, I can't yeah, think man. of a gayer children's movie than Adam's Family Values. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the word supporting performance brought to you by Joan Cusack. Oh. Oh. Easy. Oh. Her and Christina Ricci should have split the votes of the Oscars that year <laughs> for their amazing performances in those movies. Um, um, like, okay, like, real, I know we're, like, it's so, we're in the Oscar season, so it's, like, what year is ninety? What year is uh fucking ninety seven? Is the that? Titanic year? I think ninety seven is the Titanic year. I want to go to ninety three though, because I just want to see who would have won. Who would Joan Cusack have beat? Is that when Adam's Family Values came out? Ninety three. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So it would have been for movies. So it would have. Uh, yeah, she would have beaten. Unfortunately, Anna Paquin on the piano. I mean, would have never gotten I that picture mean, of Anna Paquin holding the Oscar with her big fucking hat as a. A, a, as a girl who just rewatched the piano, Anna Paquin truly is marvelous in it. Like she's okay. so good in it. She's got the cutest little like Scottish accent, and she's Ugh. from fucking New Zealand. I'm like, bitch, you eight years old and just be doing accents and acting you with Holly accent Hunter work? and shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. But yeah, but but maybe. I also have a weird thing about kids winning Oscars. Like, I think it's fun, but I also, like, do kind of think it's it's a little strange. Like, it's like... Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to take the credit away from them, but it's also, like, I mean, how aware of what they're doing are they really? Yeah, okay, so it's like, to, to paraphrase the great Linda Holmes over at NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, 
Uh, she said like acting is like half half skill and half presence. Right. And it's like kids have presence. Uh, what what percentage is this performance just presence? Right. I think the only child actor that I can think of, there's a couple of child performances where you can just tell that like the wheels are turning and it's like, oh, this is acting, like with a capital mm-hmm. A. And for me, it's Haley Joel Osment in like the Sixth oh, Sense and yeah. AI. It's like literally those some I think his performance in AI is like actually astounding. Like it's like probably the best performance by like a young boy ever. Like it's like, mm-hmm. holy shit, dude. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? And then um you, and then I think Kirsten Dunst an interview with the vampire is like oh my god. An amazing performance. Yes. But I feel yes. like Anna Paquin's really good in the piano, but it's definitely one of those like lightning in a bottle performances where it's just like mm. you really, it was just the perfect combo of the right kid, right director, right movie. Um, not to like take the win away from Miss Anna. I love her, but I, you know, bisexual legend. I love her, but you know, yeah. maybe Joan, That's how you know maybe, maybe, maybe we should give it to Joe. Maybe we should just give it to Joe. Maybe. I don't know. That's how you know this podcast is opened by two homosexuals. Faggots. Faggots. Is that we spend the first... 28 minutes talking. Actually, it's probably like, didn't like five talking about We've talked about Christina iconic. Ricci more than Will Smith at this point. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, back to, back to Men in Black. Uh, back to Men back in Black. Black. Um, Good movie. What it, a fun movie. It is such a fun movie. I think that for me, it, it, the nostalgia is so overwhelming while watching it that it's like I truly mm-hmm. don't really know what I think of it. Um, yeah. Because it's just... But I do think compared to some of the other like more nostalgic watches we've done, I think this is definitely one of the more like clever, fun, mm-hmm. like unique, a unique movie with a really unique yeah. sense of humor and vibe to it that you like the connections with between Adam's family are definitely there. I like see that, mm-hmm. but he really was able to make it work for like everybody. It's such a populist movie, even though it's a little, yeah. it's a little oddball. It's the, it does, well, first to make off the, or, sorry. To check out the boxes first. This movie is short. Loved it. And it's also very well lit. <laughs> like, it unlike is. Other stuff, everything takes place in the daytime except for the very end. I know. And it, it's so cool to like, see. And all that, I think all the special effects look like, really good. In the movie. I agree. So I think, like, even like, some of like, the batter CGI, if you want to even call it that, like I still think holds up pretty well. Like the like little alien death scene. Like I was yes. like, that little alien is like Serving. really well designed. Like I'm yeah. impressed. Well, yeah, because they also use, like, puppetry. It's and a, a mix. Lot of, like, See, it's that it's, mix it's, it's, shit. You got to mix it. Mix it. That's the secret mix. One, also, another preview for the next few upcoming weeks. We're going to watch a lot of movies that have a lot of bad CGI in them. And, I'm and are badly not, lit. And they're badly lit. So this is the last uh, last bit we no, have. No, I really love that there's a dialogue going on on film Twitter right now about bad lighting. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's not something – it's like editing where, like, a lot of people just, like – I feel like either don't feel confident enough to talk about that technical aspect or they just – pretend to not see it mm-hmm. but i feel like i haven't seen the spider-man movie but like i feel like they, the person did a good job of really outlining why it's badly lit like just in the mm-hmm. stills they chose and i was like oh damn like this literally like i could light something better than this like yeah it's just like why what is with these modern superhero movies with trying to make everything look as like boring and mundane and like real life as possible like it's well, because like it, well i saw a tweet today that was, it kind of explained like and it was like a thread that i was like the people who do like practical effects, or like practical effects like CGI and stuff like aren't unionized. Mm. So it's a lot easier to like force them to do shit instead of just being like, Oh, we can't get, you know, the teamsters over to fucking build us a big ass puppet, you know, green goblin, but we can get this team of, uh, outsourced to like a smaller studio that we can force them to work 90 hours a week so that the green goblin can fly around New York city or whatever and go, ha ha ha. 
Yeah, damn, that's such a shame. Um, yeah, I'm like scared. I'm like, but you know what? I will say this: <laughs> it's like in the '90s. Like, it's cool that you could have these big tentpole, like big budget movies, like Men in Black, that like look great. Like they used a great production designer for the movie, Bo Welch, who's like a legend. Yes. And it's like, there's so much to love about it. But I feel like a lot of independent film around the nineties is a lot more like bare bones, a lot more like DV looking like it was very mm-hmm. like proto mumblecore, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like because so many big movies these days are so ugly, all of the indie movies these days are so beautiful. Like it's like mm-hmm. you, we don't, we get things like the lighthouse because yeah. I feel like there's such a dearth of that kind of thing in movies now. That's like, we are great. Like the lighthouse can bring people to the theater. It's like, mm-hmm. how the fuck did that movie get seen by anybody? Oh, because <laughs> people are like, I want to see good cinematography and lighting. Like yeah. we miss it. Yeah. And that's cool. It's kind of punk. It's like very punk rock, I think. It's, it's very punk, punk rock. Sensibility. And this movie is like gross. Like it's, it's like so also like, gross. There's a variety of technical like of like the clean like uh, area that they work in, and then you have that contrast with all these like the the roach demon that Vincent D'Onofrio is, and it's so icky. Like when they show David Cross in the ceiling. Oh, it's disgusting. That scene freaked me out disgusting. as a kid. Like I feel like again, and it's not just this movie. There's a a lot of 90s big budget movies that are gross mm-hmm. like i would put mars yeah. attacks in that category mm-hmm. and it's also a sci-fi and it's just like i feel like it's crazy how so many movies in the 90s got away with being so nasty like yeah. like even the flintstones is like an ugly movie it's like such an ugly yeah. campy looking movie um and people like just went and saw this shit it's nuts um i think i think if we were to attempt to make something that was like ugly and like kind of gross looking people would like Conflate it with being bad, so or like true. poorly done. Where it's like but everything has to be like really sleek. And it's like even so like sanitized these days. Everything's so sanitized. Even like the the uh, the Batman recently. It's week two. Me shitting on the Batman. Like it's not like gritty. Like it's just like dark. You know what modern movie was gritty and I really mm. like a big movie, and I will just mm-hmm. sing its praises some more. West Side Story. Fucking Watching West Side Story. Like Steven Spielberg takes away all of the, like the pop art look of the original movie and it makes it like a gritty New York movie. It's so Hell good. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny that we're depending on Steven Spielberg of all people to bring some <laughs> fucking dirt and grime into a movie. 400 year old Steven that, Spielberg. That's crazy. Cause he's like known for sleek filmmaking and like yeah. at this point he's like dirty cause all yeah. blockbuster movies are so clean now. It's so like, weird. Because he also did it in Minority Report. Minority Report's also like a grimy movie. That, oh, that's an actual it. example of a grimy movie. Fucking rules, dude. The movie Minority fucks. Report. Oh my god, we have to do it eventually. Right, like, Minority Report. It fucks so hard. Love Minority Report. But yeah, yeah, I think that like Men in Black. It's so interesting, and I think that maybe I mean I heard that the new one with like Tessa Thompson or whatever was like bad because it's just bad. But I yeah. do wonder how sanitized it was, like as a newer version, like a rehash. Because I feel like what part of the charm of men in black is that it's kind of like a gross out movie. Well, um, like the thing that like, if you're going to do anything gross in movies now, like it's never like everything. It's 99% CGI. And the one gross thing is like, basically the fucking cast gets like kids choice awards slimed. Right. Like that would, how they would gro- be gross. It's like, it's like one cut where like, you know, we got Tessa and we got Chris on set. They're ready to go They're They got towels ready. They're going to do this one scene and then we'll go back where it's like, 
in Men in Black, it's like there's a bunch of disgusting ass set pieces in this movie. It's and so it's gross. Like, it wasn't like a one thing that's like, like that n- it reminds you that the movie is real. Name a nastier looking villain than Edgar. <laughs> like so literally, gross. like I'm waiting. Like, like I truly anything, yeah. think that he is like the most abominable, disgusting looking. The way he moves, like Vincent eats in this movie. Like it's oh. truly one of the greatest. Like comedic villain performances ever like it's Look, so underrated the one-two punch of him and this and him in the cell in the late 90s is like she was serving us gray pale disgusting pervert villains oh yeah and we don't have that anymore it's so and it's just like and I, but again it's like was men in black really unique though because it's like i'm having a hard time like i've compared it to like tim burton which is like kind of in barry sonnenfield land anyway and it's like mm-hmm. what other like big movies like were like men in black I mean, there was definitely movies were definitely grosser in the '90s, but I feel like Men in Black is really unique. Well, I mean, we can kind of go to like Will Smith, who is you know the he runs ran the '90s and early 2000s, and so he had Bad Boys and Independence Day and Men in Black and Animated State and Wild Wild West. It's crazy. He had that like f- those five four movies. I would say they're pretty incredible. And then Wild Wild West is you know that kind of worth a watch for how insane it is. I need to rewatch it. I'm very it's same director, right? Is Will Smith like a king of straight camp? Because I feel like you just I named all these so. movies, and I'm like, these are some pretty like wild and out movies. Like this is yeah. it's not just like it's not like a George Clooney like being in like Ocean's Eleven kind of guy. It's like Will Smith did Wild Wild West, Independence Day, and this. Like these are like really <laughs> out there like blockbuster movies, and yeah. Will Smith's one of those actors too. Where like. He was a sitcom actor. Then mm-hmm. he had like a kind of silly rap career. I mean, I love some of his songs, but like oh, yeah. in the grand pantheon of hip hop, <laughs> it is what it is. But it's like he did Men in Black to like really show off mm-hmm. his acting comedic chops, right? And then he does Enemy of the State so he can like do like a, 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 a old fashioned thriller, right? And then mm-hmm. he's in Ali in 2001 getting nominated for an Oscar for playing Muhammad Ali. All in the span of like 10 years. Like, that's insane. It's insane. But then the, I think what he tries to do is that he has this sort of like pivot. I think something happens with like Men in Black 2, still does well, but Bad Boys 2, get a lot of stuff. And then I Robot, and all these movies that become more like serious. He definitely yeah, tries I to Robot. show off his, his acting chops because he does that like Seven Pounds movie and like. Yeah, Pursuit of Happiness. I am like. Pursuit of Happiness. But he was also still doing like Hitch, which was like, I didn't. Doing Hitch, yeah. Oh, no, Hitch was... I get these mixed up. There's Hancock. That's the superhero one, right? That's superhero one, yes. See, that was Hitch funny. is one of... Friend of the pod, uh, Chris. That's one of his favorite movies ever, if not his favorite movie of it's all a, time. It's a romantic comedy, right? Yes. Yes. Him, uh, Ava Mendez, Kevin James, baby. There's no one really then, like Will Smith. Like, I feel like... I mean, not like in a, like, there's no one like Will Smith. What I mean more is, like, I don't feel like anyone has the career like Will Smith has. Yeah, but when was the last... Will Smith movie that popped off that was actually like great I mean it's been a while he's been very quiet the last like 10 years I feel like he I hasn't mean, really been doing that much has he those King Richard he's been doing a lot actually it's just really? not works. it's just like Bad flying Bo- all out of our radar yeah Bad Boys for Life was the number one movie of 2020 but that they didn't have a lot of competition Gemini Man that's the uh ugly movie that no one saw that apparently is crazy Aladdin, he was he was genie in Aladdin. Oh yeah, he's in Suicide Squad. He's in Bright, that Netflix movie. Oh my he's in god, Focus he's and been Concussion. in a lot of bad movies. Is what's happened. Yeah, he's in Winter's Tale. He's in After Earth. He's in Men in Black Three, which I've seen. Don't remember any of it. 
And it's just like he's just not in good movies. He's in Collateral Beauty, which that movie is fucking insane. Uh, and but yeah, it's just nothing that's stuck with like his still the most iconic run is the mid nineties. Twenty five years. That's true, later. but I mean, like, look at him. Like, the the world is so ready to give him an Oscar. Like, oh, it yeah. took Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, he had to suck someone's dick to get that Oscar for the Revenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he you was sucking I mean? that bear's cock off. You know, and I'm like, and Will Smith like does duds for ten years, and then the world is just so ready to be like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. like we want to give Will Smith an Oscar because I think the people like him, and yeah, I think that he's like our last great. I don't really believe that there's movie stars anymore. Like, if you asked a boomer who Tom Holland is, I don't think any of them would know who Tom Holland is. And I don't think that any of them would know who, like, Zendaya is. But, Mm -hmm. like, everyone, including my grandma, probably knows who Will Smith Mm -hmm. is. Like, uh, somewhere out in West Hollywood in the Scientology Center, Tom Cruise's ears just perked up, and he is fully Terminator 2 running towards you right now. Right. But, Uh, I mean, but Tom Cruise is before Will Smith's time. I mean, Tom mm -hmm. Cruise is, is... He's, like, a full-on... I mean, isn't he a boomer? Like, he's... God, how old is Tom Cruise? Maybe he's like a late, he's like a Gen X, like an early Gen Xer or something. But like, I feel Tom like Cruise. his career started in the eighties, right? And like Will Smith yeah. didn't really pop off till the early nineties. So, I sixty two Gen Z. That Gen Z. Well, Gen Z is. Or sorry, Gen Z. Yeah, is that Gen X? Sixty two, nineteen sixty two, nineteen sixty two. That's the end of boomers. Okay, Tom Cruise is a boomer. Um, so I feel like, like. Are there any big movie stars? Like, when I say movie star, I don't mean Nicole Kidman. I mean, like, big blockbuster stars. The Rock. The Rock is probably the last movie star. The Rock, Kevin... What's his name? Kevin James? No, the short one. Oh, um, Kevin... Oh, my God. I know who you're talking about. I'm not about. looking it up. Kevin... Scary Movie 3? Uh huh. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me a mouse is in the, in yeah, the house. The best line of all time. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so you're saying if I go to bed, Daddy can wake up alive. But um, again, even those people you name. Hart, Kevin Hart. I feel like The Rock really found his, like, he did a bunch of different kinds of movies, but I feel like he's really found his, like, swing with, like, weird family comedies and, like, just yeah. comedies in general. Whereas I feel like Will Smith can simultaneously, like, star in a kid's movie. He, he can, can be, be in an, an adult movie. He can be yeah. in an action movie. He can be in a comedy. Like, he is, like, maybe... I, like, I think I'm realizing that Will Smith might be, like, the greatest movie star of our time. Yeah, he rules. Like, yeah. and he does it all. And yeah. I'm glad he's winning the Oscar this year, actually. I haven't seen the yeah, movie in a probably long time. What if it happens again? What if what if it happens like it did last year, where I was like, "Oh, Chadwick Boseman's going to win," and then something stupid happens and he's not going to win. And also, what like, if it happens? Yeah, no, that would that would be insane. But hopefully, they won't set it up where it's like there's a bunch of, like Will Smith banners everywhere, and then they have to like take them down last minute. <laughs> all the Will Smith Benedict balloons. Cumberbatch wins. Um, <laughs> but I think that like, yeah, I just like love. I'm just like realizing in this moment, like as we're talking about that, I like love Will Smith and. Um, yeah. He's so good. And my mom life. loves Will Smith. And my dad loves Will Smith. And my sister loves Will Smith. And like you love Will Smith. And we like all love yeah. Will Smith. And I yeah. think it's cool too because it's like not to get like sentimental about it, but like also him being like such a big like star and he's a, he's black. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that is like very powerful. Like he can literally draw anyone to the box office yeah. because he's that powerful. And, and we're, still, we're like, still discussing, like, race and representation in 2022, but, like, Will Smith Wilson. was bringing people to the box office in 1996, because yeah. it's, like, he's That's a fucking Wilson. star, you know? I love that he's also, like, a weirdo. 
He's so like, weird. He's so weird. He's Him so and Jada are both the weirdest people in the world. They're psychotic, and, yet, and their children are also weird. They're all yeah, weird. that whole they're all insane, and it's awesome that they're like still like the biggest draws. Even though, yeah, Will has kind of had some fallow, a little bit fallow period recently. But no one cares. He's still That's the thing is, Will is so such a superstar that he can literally star in twenty million duds in a row, and people are still gonna like mm-hmm. give him a chance. Yeah. We love it. That's powerful. That's power, baby. Wow. <sighs> Hell yeah, Will Smith. Yes. You did and that, also, Will. You did that. I also think it's really cool that this is like, that Tommy Lee Jones basically followed up his Oscar win with this. <laughs> I love it. And I actually, I feel like Tommy Lee Jones is one of those actors where you can can tell when he's phoning it in yeah. sometimes. Because um, he's been in some pretty dumb movies. Like that like UT cheerleader movie that he was in love that movie that movie's great <laughs> but i really feel like you can tell that he's having a really good time with this one yes. like you can tell he's having a lot of fun with men in black um yes and it's i also realized that i thought his oscar was later it's actually 93 he had like 75 movies between this and he's prolific so he I, I redact my previous statement but this is the same year as volcano which is the first movie i remember seeing in theaters wow yeah that's 97 i mean like yeah we were both like you know six years old um, around this time So these are like Going to be some of the first movies That we saw mm-hmm. And I think that's why Men in Black Like And you know Maybe for some of our Younger viewers I don't know Like Did Men in Black Like have staying power I mean I guess There were sequels So yes I think there's a lot of Like iconic imagery From it I think the like Suits and sunglasses Is pretty Yeah I think on Okay so this movie Got nominated for three Oscars Which is fucking insane so And cool. one, it won one It's so cool Um, I think it should have Gotten more though I think it should have Got nominated for like uh, for where is it guy for costuming? I think the costuming is so good in this movie. I think it's so varied and also like still really like strike not striking. I mean it's striking. It's like the, the suit and tie. If you were to able to, how do you make a black and white suit iconic? And right. they, like, did it. That's true. That's true. It's yeah. the fit. It's the fit. It's the fit. The fit it's is the so fit. good. Um. Yeah. No. I think it's really cool that this got nominated for Oscars, which just goes to show that this whole argument that like big movies don't get nominated for Oscars is total garbage. Happened. Um. Yeah. And that like best picture is probably the most boring out of all the categories. Yeah. Because it won best so director, one for... best picture are the same thing. So. Yeah. Uh, it won best makeup and it beat Mrs. Brown, which I've never seen. Uh, and it beat Titanic. It's I mean. Like a th- I think that's the what only did, Oscar Titanic what, didn't what win. Makeup, like Kate Winslet looks gorgeous in it. Like I can't really yeah. think of anything else though that like was iconic about the makeup in Titanic. Like they put some dirt on the poor people. Like yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Like they're poor. Put some dirt on them. You know. It's wild that besides, so it didn't. Titanic famously didn't win any acting Oscars, but the only below the line it didn't win was makeup, and it lost to Men in Black. That's so cool. Which rules. That's so funny I, that I I never really thought about how it didn't win any acting Oscars. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's uh, Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, Robin Williams, Ken Basinger, which are all. Literally... Ew, is this the year of that horrible movie where Jack Nicholson has OCD? As good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Kinnear plays a faggot in it, though, so that's fun. Hell yeah. Greg Kinnear's so fucking hot. He is really hot. He's, like, a total, like, attainable, your friend's dad hot. Oh, yeah. That's that's why you get it. Yeah. Men in Black Rolls. Um, What else? So, I I like the style of this movie. Like, it's very, this, like, 90s atomic. I know. God, the 90s had such an obsession with, like, not only, like, futuristic and sci-fi stuff, but this very, like, retro vibe Mm -hmm. to futurism. Yeah, it reminds me of all the, like everyone wearing like bowling shirts again. It was this, and like this is like, this is the same year as Lebowski or near it. Yeah, everyone dressed like they were in a John Waters movie. 
I loved it. Yeah, it was and very, it was back. very like diner, like we all live in Baltimore in the 1950s and believe that aliens have visited the Earth aesthetic. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and it's a to me at least is a very iconic uh, piece of uh, American erotic art. But do you ever get that? Uh, that whenever you're looking for uh, pornography mm-hmm. on the internet, oh yes, of course. Um, that it's a very famous like animated. It's like a party in like the 50s, and it looks like Ren and Stimpy. Have you ever seen that? No. It has a very. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, I'll would, put it in the show notes. Uh, but it's like, it's, it. but it reminds me a lot of. <laughs> but okay. it's very like yeah, 50, no, kind of like I'm swingers down. party. Like uh, I didn't, like think about like like you bringing up this like atomic revival is so interesting to me because I never really made that connection. But what you're saying makes complete and total sense to me. Mm-hmm. I just think that I've always been so caught up in the other side of retrofuturism in the 90s which is going to be like mm-hmm. black afrofuturism mm-hmm. which was also huge around this time yeah with like tlc and like destiny's child i guess it's a little it's like a couple years later probably yeah but like what That's year did that like buster cyber. rhymes janet jackson video come out like mm-hmm. Like, like Scream, the Michael and Janet. Yeah, video. that that's like more mid nineties. So I feel like there yeah, was six, I think. So there's like that going on too. And I think that like the end of the I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe a Gen Xer can correct me if I'm wrong, because we were just children, but I feel like there was like this obsession, like this re obsession with like space and sci fi mm. and like aliens because we were get, about to go into the new millennium. And I feel like people yeah, were just very excited about Oh my God, it's the future, you know? There's so much, because like Bicentennial Man, K-Pax. So uh, many robot movies. So many robot movies. Then like Armageddon, Deep Impact, uh, Space Cowboys, all these like sort of like space movies that kind of like reinvigorate our, like what we could do with space. We literally were like, the Jetsons are iconic. Let's just use this iconography in everything. Let's do it. Why not? I love it. It's fun. Mars Attacks even, yeah. But also the 90s has an obsession with the 60s. So it makes sense mm-hmm. that it kind of harkens back to that aspect of like the space age and like the space race and all that too. Yeah, like the, like the late 80s, early 90s are very like harkening back to sort of like poodle skirts. Yeah, uh, they're more of like that got married. late 50s, early 60s vibe. Mm-hmm. And then by the late 90s, we were full on in like the swinging 60s like mm-hmm. weirdo shit. Um, such a great, such a great era for like aesthetics and movies and everything mm-hmm. that was going on. I love it. I yeah. love it. Love it, love it, love it. Love it. Yeah, this movie fits right in. I think it actually handles the aesthetic pretty well. And I like, agree because it it's unique. It's not yeah, like, it's unique. oh, it's trying to look like a 60s retro sci-fi thing. It like is, yeah, no. it fits into the movie and you don't really like, that's what you know is a good aesthetic and that's why as much as I praised The Lighthouse a second ago, like something that does bother me about movies these days is how over aestheticized they are. Mm-hmm. Like very like look at me while it's like mm-hmm. something like Men in Black is gorgeous looking, but it's not look at me. It's just very yeah. like, this is the world that they live in. And like, it feels very lived in, even though it's such a silly movie. Like even like, I think there's this really cool moment where they're out, I guess they're like on Long Island or another New Jersey. Yeah, they're in New Jersey. And it's the scene where they're pulling over an alien for like leaving the island of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And they have this very like pristine 60s, station wagon that looks so fucking fabulous mm-hmm. that like his wife is having uh, a baby or an alien baby in the back of the car and the husband looks like full on suddenly see more like no yeah he's like giving yeah. like the milkman in like a 50s melodrama mm-hmm. yeah. and then yeah and then in the background it's cool it's crazy it's very featured like the twin towers in the background it's this very like weird like slice of americana where it's like we have two things like watching it now is like two things that no longer exist, like both like kind of the fifties and also nine eleven. 
Oh my god, totally. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting how I feel like you bring up a really great point about like Americana like iconography and like aesthetics because mm-hmm. I feel like so many movies like played around with those aesthetics like in the 90s and and I've always played around with like I mean the 80s had a weird obsession with like film noir and like 40s shit. And yeah. it's like I think that my issue is like millennials ruined like Americana like mm-hmm. because we're too self-aware about it. And <laughs> yeah. we like turn looks and everything is very like on purpose. But I feel like in movies like men in black, it's just there and it's happening yeah. and it feels right. And it's so interesting to me that you can literally take the fifties to the nineties and you can like mix and match it all together. And it could make sense. Yeah. If you wanted it to, yeah. um, but we're just too busy being like, uh, this is like me like doing like a 60s skirt with like a 90s yeah. top with like an 80s like you know and it's like it's like you just do the thing we just do too much and it's yeah. like as much as I think it's fun like the tumblrification of everything it's mm-hmm. also kind of like I don't know like kind of less powerful we'll see we'll see how 40 years from now when we look back on this era if we're like that was cute or if we're like that yeah. was a mess <laughs> Well, it's like, if, if when I go this super, my brain is so big right now, but it's like, right now, we do exist in two timelines. We exist in the timeline we're living in and the timeline that we're posting. Yep. And it's just like, we're not supposed to be in two timelines at once, man. That's the ultimate, that's the one rule of time travel. You're not supposed to be in two places at once. That's so deep. We Dylan, broke it. Damn. So deep. No, but it's true, though. Because <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, like when you go out or you post something online or like when you're Mm. very like on, it's like the image that you're giving out to everyone else is like, this is the way I live my life. It's kind of like the way we think about celebrities. Like we're like Bjork is always like, like in our mind, she's always wearing like a crazy Mm -hmm. mask and an Iris Van Hooten dress. But like in reality, she wears sweatpants and eats mayonnaise and like, yeah, (laughs) walks her dog like like everybody else. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what's missing from, the internet. It's just people living their boring lives, you know? Yeah. I just always remember this, like, there's an interview with, like, some, like, it was a profile on Bjork, and so like, her favorite song was One Thing by Amory. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, oh, like, Bjork, you think it'd be the most conceptual, like, oh, this, like, you know, 15th century, like, pagan, like, scroll that I found that I played with, like, a bird song. And it's like, no, it's, she just listens to music. I truly think that the problem is that everyone wants to be a Bjork. Like the problem is that we no longer want celebrities to just be celebrities and all of us normal. We all want to be celebrities. Yeah. As in when I say celebrity, I mean a person that has one life in public and then another life Mm -hmm. in private. It's so fucking, it's It's weird. It's so weird. It's weird. And it's like, I don't think we're going to have any actual real account of like what life actually looked like in the last 20 years, because all of it is so manicured and posted and like put together. Like, it's like, you can't do a scrapbook because even when people take fucking Polaroids of each other, which already is you being ironic and cool. Like it's a post photo of someone like in a look at a party. And it's like, look how cool I am. It's not like a picture of someone at the beach, just being normal and looking like themselves. It's it's also like when you took pictures, like pictures or whatever. And before the, sort of advent, the advent of sort of a digital photo profile or whatever, like in like an Instagram or Facebook or any of that, it was all for photo books. Mm-hmm. Like a, a photo is this very special thing. It's very like beautiful thing or whatever. And now it's like, 
well, is this photo good enough for the grid or is it right. for the story? And it's like, it's, it's like, what am I putting it in trash recycling? Right. There's no, no photos go into a scrapbook anymore. It's either meant no. to be consumed by everybody or it's yeah. going, yeah, like you said, in the trash. So it's like yeah. when we all look back on our lives when we're all old, like millennials and especially Gen, Gen Z, like how are we going to actually be able to like recount our lives in a really re- yeah. real way? It's all just going to be like, oh, look how cute and cool I thought I was. Yeah. That's so weird to think about. So dark. It is dark. Wow. I can't believe men in black is making us have this conversation, but I, I just think that like we there and it, it's, this is also very millennial of us, but it's like, of course we have this like weird, like hankering and nostalgia mm-hmm. for like, wow, like things were just so much more simple then to us. Yeah. We were like, wow, mm-hmm. you could have an aestheticized movie. That's just not in your face. Like this is cool and interesting. Mitchell's versus machines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the world we live in. The Mitchells versus the machines like that. Literally like that's mm-hmm. probably why I liked the movie. Cause it weirdly was like, wow, this is probably the most like culturally relevant movie like I've seen about what yeah. it's like to live in 2022 than any other movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I want a meme of us being like, I don't know what the, the format it would be. It'd just be like, I would give anything to go back to men in black, but we're stuck in the Mitchells versus the machines world. Where yeah. do we go wrong? Yeah. And the, and the, we would say that and the people would be like, what the fuck does that mean? We'd be like, listen to our podcast and we explain. <laughs> Chafing movies where we get together. To, SPM. Look at us. Look at us doing that. Look at, what is that? What is that, Dylan? Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh my God. What's happening? Anyway, moving on. Um, moving you were, on. You were uh, American terrorist. <laughs> I did. Uh, have you heard the song American terrorist by RKX nephew, RXK nephew? What? No. What is that? Girl. Okay. We're stopping the podcast. You ha- so it's 10 minutes one, long. Every time you ever say that you're going to like send me anything that we talk about on this <laughs> fucking podcast that you do- I don't know about, you never do. Number one. Okay. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> um, so RXK nephew, he is this rapper. Okay. Um, and he is incredibly prolific and incredibly insane. He's probably the closest we had to like um, a Daniel Johnston today. Okay. Um, Cool. Of just someone who is prolific and also just does does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. American Terrorist is probably his most acclaimed song. It is a nine minute long <laughs> diatribe about anything and everything. And I only bring it up because there is a, a one of hundreds of stanzas in the song. He imitates, I'll probably try to drop it in here. He imitates Vincent D'Onofrio going, give me that sugar water. And then he has a whole monologue about Will Smith and Jada. When did this come out? Last year. So it is this exact cadence for 10 minutes. Here, I'll, I'll let people listen. I like his flow, actually. Yeah. It's cool. It's incredible. But then it it starts to go a little insane wherever he's like, uh, what the fuck is Al's brother just making shit up? Um, Honestly, he's not wrong. Uh, (laughs) They always, fuck fuck Simon Cowell. He always knew who was going to win American Idol. Um, I I never thought Gucci was a clone. It's incredible. He's a genius. I love RXK Nephew. Um, but yes, the only reason I brought it up is because he has a line about Vincent D'Onofrio. That's in insane. <laughs> and it's about like seven minutes into it, and it's just like, it's the most pummeling song 
It's can incredible. We, can, we do, can we do like? Can we like recreate the the, the famous scene from Men in Black? Because me and my mom used to do it all the time. <laughs> do you want to be Siobhan or do you want to be Vincent? Uh, I'll be Siobhan. I don't remember what she says. <laughs> Where he's, he's like, he's oh, just like, he's just goes, like, sugar. She doesn't really say anything. She just kind of like. Yeah. I guess she doesn't really say anything. She just kind of like. I guess her real lines are when she's just like, "That's not Egger. That's Egger and some." That's something in like an egg or like an egg or soup. Like an egg or soup. Oh my god, love her. I love her. I love it. Um, I love No, he just goes, sugar. And he's like, in water. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Vince it's is so no free. Funny. He put his own sugar watussy in this movie, baby. Sugar water. It's so sugar good. Water. Anyway, why do straight people like this movie? I mean, it is a buddy cop movie. Yep. They love buddy cop movies, bitch. They love a, like, old seasoned vet with a Mm -hmm. young buck. They love that. They love it. Love love it. it. Has there been a... Has Will... I think he should make a movie where he, like, they redo it. I guess that's what happens in Bad Boys for Life. I think they have, like, a new, like, group of cops. And is he the grizzled... Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's him and Martin Lawrence. No. No, Will's always the new one. He's always a new one. Yeah, it's some like ancient ass like man in the fucking iron lung. Oh my god! And he's still like, wow, I'm so excited to be joining the team, but don't call me kid and don't call me sport. I don't know why I did that in a southern accent. Um, but yeah, it's a buddy cop movie. You know, Mm -hmm. buddy cop movies. We've done a couple of them, I think, at this point, right? Twenty One Jump Street. We've done. Yeah, they're definitely a fave. They're a fave. Yeah, the it's a genre. You love it's a genre. buddy cop the genre. You love your buddy cop movies. Will Smith is also a buddy cop legend because he's in the Bad Boys series too. Yes, he is. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say that the buddy cop aspect of Men in Black is not like I, I don't really care about it. Like for me, yeah. I mean, their dynamic is really funny and probably some of the best parts of the movie. But yes. I, I've never been like a girl that's like, ooh, a new buddy cop movie is coming out. Like I haven't seen it. What is it? What is, is it? Cop out? Is that the? That's the like. Kevin Smith one, I think I that was supposed that to be name. called. I yeah. don't know, like what that is, but I hate the name. Just because Kevin Smith, I think it's supposed to have like another name. Cop out. Ugh, Cop, like I'm pretty sure it was called like Black Cop, White Cop, but that also might be a Thirty Rock joke. But the people are really struggling with these movie titles these days, aren't they? We're out of movie. Um, and also, street people like it because it's gross. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Y'all like gross shit. You like bugs and shit. Yeah, that movie's. The the David Cross scene, and this is never David Cross that is peak like weird looking. Yeah, like he looks like he has money now, but like that back then he was like a weird sketch comedy sketch comedian. He's it's so fucking gross. Never he gets fucking like glued to the wall with roach goo. Yeah, but nothing is grosser actually than his character in fucking Scary Movie Two. <laughs> yeah, I can't like it truly baffles my mind some of the words that come out of his mouth in that movie he's he's done a lot remember when he sucks his own dick in it hell yeah because in scary movie 2 he's like in a wheelchair sorry like yeah spoiler trigger warning i guess because it's it's offensive but his character's like in a wheelchair and like they keep asking if they he wants help and he's like no i can do it myself and then there's a part 
where like a girl's trying to like suck his dick and he goes, no, I can do it myself. And then he like flips his like legs up and starts sucking his own dick. Like that's a gag in Scary Movie too. And David Cross agreed to do that. David Cross agreed to do a lot of things and he later goes on to bitches about them. Like how he was like, ugh, I can't believe I was in all of those, uh, all those fucking, what is it? Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. And it's like, my brother in Christ, you signed the contracts. Yeah. Yeah, but he he does come across as like a a Mark Maron type where he like is like very like I'm an intellectual like I'm like a yeah. smart guy like yeah. but I was in Scary Movie too and I played like the dude who gets glued to the ceiling in Men in Black. You know, mm-hmm. I love that he is such a just a nightmare. And then we all love David. Uh, I love that he's such a nightmare. We all love Bob Odenkirk. Was that his <laughs> Bob Odenkirk? His partner oh, Bob in the Odenkirk. In, yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, they did that show thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Show. Mr. Bob show. and David. Yeah, I never really liked Mr. Show. It's the uh, sense of humor just never resonated for me. Every sketch comic that I know, that is their Bible. Oh, really? And I'm very proud of them for having that Bible. Mine was the Upright Citizens Brigade show on Comedy Central. Well, um, is there anything else straight about it? I can't. It's not. Um, it's like it, it's, it's such not, a. It's not so obvious. It's like not. Yeah. And you know, I would even go so far as to say, like, I, I, I'm struggling to even consider Men in Black a straight movie. It's not a gay movie. No, it's not. But I, I have. I'm a little. It's like it, it, very son and field. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's very like a little like, too out there. I feel like to just be put in the straight camp. Well, to me, that it, there's no romance in it. Yeah, I love that. Like, he's just kind of horny for her, and it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, That's it's awesome. perfect. More there's, of that in movies, Hollywood. There's one scene of horniness, and it's truly played like a who's on first gag. Uh, Siobhan and D'Onofrio, I mean, in an abusive relationship, Siobhan is, and then he turns into a roach. Yeah, there's no there's no horniness. The only guess is like horny about it. Not horny. <laughs> that's bad over well, no, Tommy true. Lee Jones not... like sentimentally looks at his wife right, through a satellite. That's what is missing. Like. I know that I contradict myself all the time, but I have a, my Mars is in Gemini and I can't help it. But it's just yeah. like, I say, say a lot, like there needs to be more horniness in movies, but also sometimes there needs to be less horniness in movies. Yeah. And sometimes it's just kind of sweet to just make it be like Tommy Lee Jones loves his wife that he had to like abandon. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's like, it's not horny. It's just like, he loves her like in a really like boring way. Yeah. And it's one scene. It's not commented upon. That's it. It's, just, very it's just enough to give him a reason to leave. Yeah. What a well-written love- movie. It's like it's, it's just, so it's good. just all right there. It's just easy, yeah. breezy, beautiful cover girl. <sighs> cover um, girl. And yeah, I, I, I have trouble calling this a straight movie. I really do. Because I just feel like it, it, other than the buddy cop aspect, it's just really like everything about it's not, it doesn't really feel like it's pandering. It just no. kind of is its own weird thing. And then it did well and people liked it. So like, again, Hollywood, like, come on. So it, it's not it's not straight and it's not not gay, but which do you think it falls like I think it's gonna be like a, a game of inches where it's like on the on the on the straightometer that we use. We have a scientific device um, that we touch every episode with, and it tells us how straight it is. Right. Where do you, I think I think it's like a fifty-two percent straight sort of thing where it's like it's still straight. It's the majority it's like, straight, but but it's not bisexual, so it's like tough. No. Yeah, it's. I think it's asexual. Is this our first ace movie? No, we decided something else was asexual. Oh. Didn't we decide the Dark Knight was asexual? Another <laughs> <laughs> movie straight as fuck. Yeah, it's really straight. Uh, no. Um, yeah, it is weirdly asexual in the sense of like, 
it's a movie that I watched when I was seven years old and it's PG-13. But there's like nothing yeah. like crude or crass or like super intense about it. It's like violent in a really cartoonish way. Everything is very straightforward, but it also still has like really big ideas and like very like like the ending with the marbles and the alien. It's like, whoa. What an ending. You know? And it's like it's like it almost is like a, a like a Nickelodeon show like made into a PG thirteen movie for like yeah. adults. It's and I like that it's PG thirteen like for goo and that's it. I know it's, and I love because I feel like a PG thirteen movie like a PG thirteen movie in the nineties means something different than a PG thirteen movie now. Yes, correct. <laughs> but a PG thirteen movie literally is like a like your whole family can watch this. They just say damn a couple times. <laughs> you know. Um, let's see. I am doing one thing. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, what's gay about this movie? Um, a couple of moments. Moment. Moment. So there's a scene early in the movie, the, your introdu- introductory scene to Will Smith, where he's chasing an alien uh, through, you know, Manhattan, and they end up at the Guggenheim, and the alien can climb stuff. And there's a scene where the alien climbs up the Guggenheim, and it's very clearly referencing Matthew Barney's Chromaster Cycle 3. So um, you watched the Chromaster Cycles, Dylan? Yes, ma'am, I watched the Chromaster Cycles. All of them? <laughs> yes, I have seen Dylan, all of them. I, when I it's say like nine like hours. that the Chromaster Cycle is nightmare fuel to me, like I yeah. literally watched clips on YouTube, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't watch a whole movie of this. Yeah. Or I will, like have a mental break like i will be schizophrenic by the end of it and that's what happened to me because i have it <laughs> not really kind of i do not really you're like uh you're like chromaster cycle just made sense to me it just yeah this is the, <laughs> the only time anything in my life has made sense you're like this movie made no sense but the chromaster cycle three makes a lot of sense <laughs> um i love that you're bringing up matthew barney in the pod uh although she he is a you know a villain of the gays because he broke Bjork's mm-hmm. heart um, mm-hmm. So, but we still accept him because he's made weird art. Yeah, I mean, drawing restraint nine, Mama, like come through. You've seen drawing restraint nine? <laughs> yes, Dylan. Have you not? No. <laughs> Everyone's seen drawing restraint. No, they have not, Dylan. I watched the trailer for it when I was in high school when I was first really getting into Bjork, and I remember being mm-hmm. so like terrified of the trailer of it like it was just so freaky and i was like i cannot watch this like this it's not is... fun i used to have free free rentals that i love videos i've watched each everything other? yeah maybe oh yeah i can't do that shit music's great um well, yeah great, storm great by bjork is probably one of her best songs ever incredible we're having so much Bjork talk where this isn't the last time we're talking about something Bjork related. No, they want more of it, Dylan. We, the, the children want more. That's the thing. We did a lot of testing, a lot of uh, yeah, focus group testing. Y'all want more Marvel movies and more Bjork talk. Yeah. Baby, we're giving it to you. Uh, I, I So there's a scene where they show a bunch of people who are living as aliens or aliens who are living as people, rather. Um, and I just love that Isaac Rahi is an alien. And uh, do you remember whenever he... Molested Scarlett Johansson on the red carpet, and we all just laughed it off. Oh my God, no, I don't know about. Yeah, that. he like straight up just like <laughs> straight up just like, and what is this? And like grabbed her titty, and she was like, "Oh, don't do that." That's ah. so weird. Fuck that. And yeah. I didn't notice him, but I did notice Newt Gingrich. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, if anyone's a if anyone's an alien alien in a Gingrich family, it's what's her name? Callista Callista Gingrich, his wife. 
Dylan, I, I just listen, she's in drawing restraint five. I just five. listen to Radiohead, eat hot Cheeto, and lie. I don't know anything <laughs> about New Gingrich's family. <laughs> I think it's Callista Gingrich. I think we had two famous Callistas. King and one. The is only Callista Flockhart. I know is Callista Flockhart. It's Callista Flockhart, and then there's Callista Gring- Gingrich, and she looks fucking insane. Um, and she is a U.S. ambassador to the Holy See. What the fuck? She's the official ambassador to the Pope? Huh. Okay, that's what I'm looking at for the next seven hours is Calista Flockhart's connection to the Pope. Okay, anywho. She's scary. Yeah, she's not fun. Yeah. Um, I think that one alien that just has the cart and the Marlboros. Yeah, he's like ditching the planet, and he's got to bring all these yeah. uh, cartons of Marlboros with that. That's gay behavior uh, for sure. Isn't that great? Like in a children's movie in the '90s, you just had a character who just like his whole thing was that he smoked. I love it. Rules, love I it. Love it. Um, I too feel like if I had to flee Earth, and I had the chance to get on a rocket ship to get out of here, I too would probably just go buy all the jewel pods in LA. <laughs> and bring them with me. Like yeah. I think the first thing I would think is like bring as many jewel pods as possible because there's not going to be any jewels in space. No. So. But that last jewel pod, it's going to hit so hard. I know. Oh my god! Like that could be a movie. Like just me, like going through all my jewel pods, thinking about my life, and then when I get to the final jewel pod, I kill myself. Because I <laughs> no longer can have nicotine ever again. It's it's very much uh, the the Marina Abramovich Abramovich and the whatever her fucking husband's name is, where they just walk down the the Great Wall, and they meet each other, and they get divorced at the end. Yeah, it's that. We're talking a lot about video art today. Yeah, um, this has been a very <laughs> installation heavy. Episode. Oh my god, why don't we become installation artists? Oh my god, we should. Let's do it. Cute. Let's do it. Cute. Let's be- What's that We're doing this card? podcast to fund our art installation. That's right. Look out, MoMA. Look out, Guggenheim. And then you didn't write it down, and I was like kind of surprised. I know, I was shocked. Siobhan Fallon Hogan. She's and in it. She's not even particularly gay in it. She's just in it. And to yeah, me, that's, that's gay. But, that, I, she can we, is so... Sorry, can we, can we just talk about Miss Siobhan Fallon Hogan? We have to. Oh, my God. Y'all, like, I am obsessed with her. I think she's one of the greatest actors of all time. She's incredible. She's so good in everything she's ever in. And she's been in everything. She's been in everything. The Mom in Holes, iconic. Mm-hmm. Dancer in the Dark as the prison guard. Oh, my God. Holy fucking shit. I love that I read an interview with her, and I think her and Bjork, like, still, like, talk every once in a while they had like a very like special relationship on set and you can feel that on screen they they're i just every time i close my eyes i just see her when the phone rings and she's heartbroken at the end oh my god it's so unreal my god dogville that that, yeah when like she finally has to go and she's like selma we gotta go we gotta go selma it's time selma it's time time. and she's like no She's like, I'm so this. sorry, Selma. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Siobhan. She's Siobhan. brilliant in the house that Jack built. She's brilliant in. We need to talk about Kevin in the two minutes. She's, she's the, the only movie. good part. <laughs> the only good part of that terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like, li- like Siobhan Fallon Hogan. We should watch her movie she directed. Oh my God, I'm so down. I, oh no, she wrote it. She didn't direct it, but she wrote it. 
I um, love her. And she's just like a normal person. Like I w- read like the one interview with her that I could find online. And she's just like a normal like Christian lady who like just like looks yeah. like in the suburbs. And she's just Good like, yeah, I just like love acting. But like my family comes first and God comes first. And I just like, and I'm like, you're just like Same. a regular person <laughs> who's just like this amazing actress. Like I'm obsessed with you. She has like nothing about her. Screams like I'm an actor. I'm a celebrity. Like nothing. She's just like who? Rhyming. Do you think there's someone who can like give her a sort of like uh, Kathy Bates esque like character actress turned actress actress? She like the career Anne Dowd has. Like Siobhan Fallon Hogan should have. Like I love yes. Anne Dowd, but I'm just like, why can't we like why can't we like carve a lane for Siobhan? Mm-hmm. But no, but I mean like look at her career though. Look at this. Look at her filmography. She's consistently worked Consist- for like thirty years. Mm-hmm. And she's just you know who would crush with her? It'd be fucking Sean Baker. Oh Sean my Baker god, Sean. Sean, I know you're listening to this. Sean. Sean. Dude, like Siobhan Fallon Hogan. Like the next get her that indie spirit award she deserves, because that's mm-hmm. probably the highest honor she would get for something. Yeah, she's not but like an Oscar. she oh, oh my god, I forgot she was in funny games too. I oh, and she's in Dogville? Oh Yeah, Dogville. Yeah, she's done everything, bitch. They I talked about her. Dogville in the interview, and she, like, loved Dogville. Like, she, like, is oh, very proud of it in Dogville. I love it. Um, I just love her. Oh. Uh, she gives us so much. She gives us so much, and we give nothing back to Miss Siobhan Fallon Hogan. She asks for so little. I know. God, what a so legend. Much. God, what God. a legend. She's iconic. She has seven minutes of screen time in this movie. Um, but it's, and she's, like, the most memorable incredible. part. Yeah. Because she says Edgar. <laughs> Not Edgar. She goes Edgar. Edgar. <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Legend. We love you, Siobhan. We love you, Please. Siobhan. Like, we're like your biggest fans. We're like, Please come on the fans. podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. I would literally be so starstruck. Okay. Should we, like, make up a fake publicist and invite her? Oh, my God. I, she'd probably say no. Oh my god! What if she said? Yeah. I, what if she like secretly hates facts? I would like love her more, honestly. <laughs> oh, honestly, be more. If she just comes out, she's like, "Yeah, my best friend Bjork and I, we hate the gays." She's like, hate "Did them. you know that uh, Bjork actually hates you?" Um, yeah, <laughs> she told me specifically. Oh my she god, hates she you. was in the last Tamara Jenkins movie. Of course she was. Ugh, of course she was. I need to watch it. Of course. Just for I don't her. want to. Even though I don't want to. Cute. Well, anyway. Cute. Is anything else gay about this movie? Uh, I couldn't think anything. It's so short, too. We covered the whole fucking movie. I know. I feel the like cat. this is the most we've ever talked Orion? about the movie ever. I know. Orion's gay. The cat's gay. The cat's gay. And so is the guy that owns the cat. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. He owns a and jewelry from Twin store Peaks, who and has portraits to? of his cat everywhere. Ugh, icon. That's who I want to be. That's very old Vanguard gay. I know. I <sighs> love that we're all like, we're so different than the past generations of gays, but in, in a way, like, I wish I was more like them. I was like, I want to be like someone that, like, cries to opera and, like, yes. has, like, a houseboy and, like, just, like has a cat and just, you know, dies at like 60 or something. What we're, what, what we're saying is that me and Kirk want to be the mom and Anna Paquin and Margaret. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. you chain smoke. I am an act. I'm an off, 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 off Broadway actor. Then we go to opera and we cry. Yeah. After we see the man who ran over. Let's go Alice find, let's, maybe there's an opera in Barcelona when we go. Maybe. maybe Ooh. We go, like, have a Margaret moment. Ooh, oh, yes. Our birth moment, bitch. Oh my god, yes, let's have a birth, mo- birth oh, that's moment. That's gonna be oh us. God, I wanna have a birth <laughs> moment to opera, bitch. Gonna, <laughs> you're gonna be watching Dua Lipa in, in Spain and just fully doing well, I'm seeing Dua Lipa birth. next month. 
So. Ooh, with Caroline, Megan, and Caroline. Yeah, and I'm gonna, Did, I, and I'll film myself just for you, like making the birthplace uh, during you. Dua Lipa. Like in the Thank background, we'll be physical, and I'll be like, <laughs> it's gonna be really good. <laughs> Uh, I, no, what's going to really happen is that we're going to uh, sit in a big bathtub together in Barcelona, um, and that's it. Yeah, because uh, that's what you do when you're in Spain. Yeah, you do. You just one of us is a child, the other one's Nicole Kidman. Can I make it any more obvious? Can I make it any more obvious? obvious. <laughs> he was a boy. She was a woman. She was a widow. What makes you gay is doing Jonathan Glazer's birth role play. <laughs> but not in a sexual way. Just reenacting. we are so long. Have you, have you ever told you about how I used to do like uh, Project Runway and American Idol ro- role play on IMDb? That was in our Titanic episode, right? No, I, I did you. That? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that on the IMDb message boards. I would do like Project Runway and Survivor and American Idol. Uh, that's hilarious. God, text. the IMDb message. Oh, we talked about the IMDb message boards, so mm. I think you might have mentioned it then. But yeah, oh, that was so long ago. So long. That was one whole freeze ago. Um, God, wow. No, but I mean, I feel like every gay, like, has a couple movie scenes that they know, like, mm -hmm. like the back of their hand, they can, like, recite, like, perfectly. No, I've already told you about this, how I can do Annette Bening's like, crying scene in American Beauty from beginning to end perfectly. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. I'll even do the montage before it where she's like, (laughs) she's like, look at all the, look at all the, it's been a while, but she's like, look at all the trees. And the people are just like, she's like, the grimacing. And she's like, (laughs) Oh my god! Iconic. The only one, the only one that I used to be able to do was uh, Regina King in um, the Leftovers, where she would be like, she's shaking her head a little bit, but it's not like a big like full shake her head, but she's just like, to the best of your recollection, did they die or did they vanish? What was the last thing you remember saying to them? Is there any? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! And Carrie Coon is crying, and it's so. <laughs> It's so good. Okay, we have to end this episode. We have to end this episode. Is there a gay movie? Yes, there is. I realized in the doc, because I copied and pasted the doc from the week before. I'm not making a whole new doc. I don't love you all that much. Um, and I put Batman and Robin in there from last week, and I was like, I guess that that's a good recommendation for Men in Black. How about Wild Wild uh, West? <laughs> why, yes, Wild Wild West. Uh, but we do a gay recommendation where we recommend a movie that's a little gayer than the one we just watched. Uh, something that came to me recently was like The Heat. Um, just thinking of like, what's oh, like a good like gay buddy cop movie, and the he is Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, and uh, they're doing yeah, cr- they're solving crimes and shit. I can see it. I can see it. It's I not. There's it, no I like extraterrestrial. The world element, but that's the thing. Kind of, Minute so unique. I know. Minute, you she's. You can't you have do. ladies do be cops for aliens. They can only be cops for people. Cops for aliens too. That's too unbelievable. We. We would never believe ladies no. being alien cops. No. 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 Men are alien cops. Yeah. That's, those Absolutely. are for boys. Absolutely. Girls yeah, have to be regular cops. We could always recommend the Adam's Family Values. We could always recommend the Adam's Family Values. Directed by the same guy. Yeah. Barry Sunnerfield. Sunnerfield. Yeah. Too many N's in that name. Sunnerfield. Okay. But yeah, the heat. It's fine, movie. Okay. Puffy. All right, we're wrapping this up. We gotta get. We should like we've been talking for like an hour and forty. This is like the longest recording I think we've ever done. I know. (laughs) This is is literally longer than the fucking movie. Um, (laughs) 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 Ah. Just watch Men in Black. Just watch Men in Black. It's you can't stream it anywhere to buy it. Uh, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and on Letterboxd at Garcia. 
And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd and on Twitter and on Instagram at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. And yeah, we've got a, an exciting like lineup coming up for y'all. I know. We're gonna start working in some more new releases into our repertoire. And uh, we've got a, an exciting. We're not gonna tell you exactly what's happening just yet, but we are gonna. We have a theme next month. We have month, a theme, mm-hmm. roughly. It's gonna be the second week of April into the second week of May. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we were. <laughs> We can't do as many of the films as we want because y'all would stop listening. Yeah. So we had to so split we had to it up theme, a Get bit. excited. Get excited. Get tell excited. your girlies. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to do a contest because we want uh, more interaction with y'all. We want to hear from you. Yeah. So if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, do Spotify. No, sorry. Do Apple Podcasts because I don't know how to find them on Spotify. I have Spotify, uh, so I'll be in charge of the Spotify ones. Thank God. Yeah. So you can review us on either Apple Podcast or Spotify. Give us five stars. Uh, and then after, after we finish our, um, we'll tell you what the movie is. At the end of May, we will take all of those names, put them in a little hat, a little gay hat. It's going to be one of those rainbow things, the little propeller. Mm-hmm. It flies. It's one of those hats. We both have one. Um, cause we both work at Google and we're going to draw a name. And then if you win, you get to choose what we're going to talk about. Yep. You get to choose a movie that we watch. Mm-hmm. And if you make us watch any of the Godfathers, I'll be upset. So do that, I guess. Don't do that. No, I don't, do that, that was literally the first movie that came to mind. You can do whatever the fuck. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck care. you want. I don't give a shit. Make yeah. us watch, make us watch Margaret. Uh, make us watch a gay movie. That'd be kind of funny. I don't know. But that would be fun. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. It's all in your hands. It's all in your hands. It's all in your hands. You can choose whatever you want. Just don't do like porn or anything or like, I mean, like the cremasters. Don't do any of the cremasters. Yeah. No one will listen. <laughs> all right. We love you so we much. We love you all. Here comes the See you next back. week. Or See you next week. Listen to us next week, I guess. Listen to us next week. Here mm-hmm. comes straight people movies. Straight people movies. We're both in our thirties. Uh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And out came talk. 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 <laughs>